Well, now let's finish up the book of Numbers, and we'll return to page 72 of Benware. There were laws in chapter 15 following the crisis, and Israel's given information about the making of sin offerings. And then you have the great rebellion of Korah, and Benware mentions that motivated by jealousy, Korah, a Levite, and 250 important leaders in Israel openly challenge Moses' authority. And we see that in chapter uh, 16, verse 2. That's exactly what it says. 250 chief. These are very well-known men, the text says. And so this is not um, some small thing that's happening. And they speak up and they directly charge Moses and Aaron with sin. In verse 3 of chapter 16 of Numbers, they say, looking at my Bible, um, they say to Moses and Aaron, you've gone too far, for, an all, for all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So they make a charge against the leadership. You, go, you guys are arrogant. You guys are doing wrong. And Moses and Aaron, they're simply leading, and the people come up and they want to charge them. Now, you know, there is a time, the scripture gives a place for uh, pastors, for elders to be rebuked, and it tells the way, and you can look through that in the New Testament. There's a series of places that talk about that, that um, there, there's a point in time to do that, but that's not what's going on. These are men who are jealous, men who are complaining in heart, and if you are going to um, come up against authority, you, you really need to take some serious time, pray and think and be clear that there's sin, not some sort of evil motivation in your heart. Most of the time, you, you can find some sort of evil motivation in your heart in some way. Even if there's sin amongst the leaders, it's still worth time. It's still worth the time to think, to pray, uh, to, to, to take good counsel in the right way, and to make sure that you're not somehow simply jealous or complaining. And if you find jealousy and complaining, totally and completely take it out of the mix. Humble yourself before the Lord. And if you still see that some leader has a clear sin, such as adultery, such as teaching exactly against what the Bible says, some sort of clear sin, some sort of... Um, a direct and proven theft, something like that is happening. Well, even in that situation, you can't approach that with, with jealousy in your heart. You can't approach that with a complaining heart. Rather, before the Lord, you need to take the knee and say, God, these are sins that I could stumble into, and it appears that someone that I love, I've been praying for, a leader amongst the people, they've done this thing. And Father, Please make it so that there's no complaining heart in me. Please make it so that I'm not jealous of anything. Lord, purify my heart first. And Father, if I must confront this sin, then give me great wisdom. Help me to understand the passages that speak about it. All of, That's the kind of attitude. So if Korah and the leaders had seen Moses and Aaron sinning in some great way, the text isn't saying that they could not have addressed it. But... Rather, that's not their motivation at all. They are simply greedy, and they're rebellious. And note one final thing. 
when you are rebellious, um, the your 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 real enemy and the real enemy of the people here is God. Whatever they say, watch it. When when these people, when Korah is attacking Moses, as it were, his spear may be pointed towards Moses and Aaron, but behind Moses and Aaron is God. His real problem with, is with God. So when someone's sinning against you, or you're sinning against someone, keep this in mind, beloved. You may be complaining against a person, but the person you really have a problem with is the God who's brought the circumstances to you. So you want to be careful with that. All right. I said we were going to go brief, and I'm starting to preach. We're on page 73, the aftermath of the rebellion, of chapters 17 through 19. Because of the challenging of his leaders, God confirmed that the priesthood did in fact belong to Aaron and his family. This is an important fact because as Israel will continue wandering in the wilderness and then eventually they'll enter into the promised land, God is intending for the priests to be the leaders of the nation. It's going to be a theocracy. And remember that four-part chart um, that we see. And let's see, it's on page... Uh, 21, you have the era of formation from Abraham to Joshua, then you have the era of theocracy. So we're still in the era of the established era of, of formation. And the people, you see, they there's a people, there's the law, and they're about to receive the land after these 40 years. And the priests are to be the ones who are going to rule. So this is where God reestablishes saying, no, 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 look, you're rebelling Make no mistake, this is how we're going to lead the nation. All right, now, uh, having done that and we're in Benware page 73, let's now flip over to 74. The journey from Canish Barnea to Moab. And this is a journey that's going to take the 40 years. So incidents along the way... After the years of discipline were over, God brought Israel back to the place of their failure, Kadesh Barnea, to begin again. Both Miriam and Aaron died at that time, chapter 20, verse 1. Aaron's son, Eleazar, became the new high priest of Israel. The failure was still to be associated with the place Kadesh Barnea. And this is one of the saddest chapters in the Bible, in that Moses is commanded to speak to the rock. He had been told before to strike a rock and that, um, and he, and he did that. But now in his anger, he strikes the rock instead of speaking. Uh, take note, you know, God's instruction is different at different times. He's wanting to, to watch obedience. He's not tempting, but he's wanting to watch obey, uh, Moses obey. Moses doesn't. And God says, because you did this, because of this disobedience, back to Benware on page 44, the second paragraph there, Benware says, um, because of this disobedience, God would not allow Moses to enter Canaan. And that's found in chapter 20, verse 12. That's why Moses dies before going into the promised land. It, it wasn't that Moses was so old, God could have extended Moses' life, though Moses was very old. Moses never got to see the full fruit of the labor of his entire life because of sin. And beloved, take, take uh, care. 
Paul says, I fight so that I may not be disqualified. There is something that can disqualify us from ministry. And so this is that which disqualified Moses in the sense that uh, Moses would have loved to go into the promised land. 120 years of work, 40 years growing up in the courts, 40 years in Midian, and 40 years in the desert. And he didn't get to step across the Jordan. Beloved, we can prepare for ministry, we can be in ministry, and then after we have fought and taught and led others to Christ, there are sins that will uh, disqualify us from ministry, sins that disqualify us practically and even formally. You know, if, um, I'm, if I were someone who got in the habit of fighting or something like that or yelling, then when someone's struggling with that sin, why would they come to me for advice? Why would they come to me to hear the Word of God about that? That's practical disqualification. They're just not going to come to me because they don't trust that I know what I'm talking about on that because I'm not demonstrating the character of a patient man. But then there are even greater sins that can formally and totally disqualify, though anger is one that could disqualify. I'm going to start preaching again. Well, let's stop there for a moment, and we'll, uh, we'll finish up in just a few moments the final part of Numbers, and then we'll launch into Deuteronomy in the next recording.